the latest news, uh, it, always something shocking in the latest news. That's, that's what we can say. <laughs> and one of the shocking bits of latest news is the story of the volleyball team in, high, in, in Vermont, some high school, that, get this, they've been banned from the female locker room. Okay? Why? <laughs> because a transgendered male, which we call, I call a boy, who decided to just wreak havoc on everyone else, uh, he's decided that he's not comfortable changing in the men's locker room, uh, what with him participating as a volleyball player anyway with the, among the girls. And so he wants to go into the women's locker room, the girls' locker room, and they're not comfortable with it. And the school responds by saying, well, girls, you're banned. <laughs> it's like, you're, like, because they're uncomfortable, you see, with it. So that's what matters with these girls. Uh, you know, that's all it is. It's the, the, their discomfort, they're basically telling them, in so many words, and they have told them, get over it. Your discomfort is not reasonable. Uh, maybe even not natural. Who knows? Uh, your discomfort that a person with a penis going into a, an erstwhile girl's locker room is, uh, is not a threat at all to you. No. You get over it, girls, right? And, and these are not even mature women. And it's just, they're girls, high school age girls. <laughs> they, never, they never do the same analysis for, for the boy, right? I mean, the reason why he's going to the girls' locker room in the first place is because he has discomfort. He's uncomfortable with going uh, and, and changing among the other boys, why? Because why? The other boys make fun of him? Okay, whatever. So that's, I agree, they shouldn't make fun of him. That's, that's understood. But, but now he gets to go and make other people feel uncomfortable? That's the answer? Really? <laughs> like it's so absurd. So their solution, um, and by the way, my co-host today, Devin Goodman, he's been with us a couple of times before. Welcome to the Brockler Podcast again. It's great being here, Brock. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anyway, so they, 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 their solution is that these girls can go one at a time to this private bathroom stall where they can each change one at a time. <laughs> and while the boy changes, you know, at his leisure, I suppose. And uh, it's all good. You know, so you, you, in your mind's eye, you see this very large locker room, right? <laughs> it's like nobody's using most of the space. You expect the girls to be changing there. Uh, towels or whatever, you know, showering off. And uh, don't, don't get too thrilled about the idea, Devin, okay? He's, he's, like, he's like, tell me more. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, so that's the idea. You get this idea, but, it, but only, there's only two areas actually being used. And one for this boy who's changing. And yes, he's a boy, not nice on a girl. And another <clears throat> uh, was one stall being used for all the girls one at a time. It's ridiculous. Anyway, this is their solution. Geniuses, just genius. What? You know, what, what they could do, I suppose, is simply have, <clears throat> you know, if they wanted to build a whole transgender locker room <clears throat> slash bathroom, then, okay, fine. All you transgendered guys and girls, for that matter, you can all go in this one room, okay? Have at it, all right? Just don't mess with us anymore. Uh, and the guys who consider themselves guys, you go in that room and, and the girls who consider themselves girls, that, that's it. And the trannies, you know, you were born biologically male, you go in this one. Okay, done. 
Thank you. Have a nice day. It's just weird. These people are so funny. They, it, I got to tell you, Devin, and, and I would love to get your input on this. Like, we, if, if I were to sell you a car, okay, and I, it's a Honda Civic, and I decided that I'm going to make it, I'm going to change things around it. Like, it goes through a, a surgery, and I, I, I put, like, a kit on top of it, and I say, okay, it's a Porsche. Here it is. Here's your Porsche. You would say, what would you say? I would say that might not be a Porsche, <laughs> or at least a new one, if you like. <laughs> you would say, I'm trying to pull a fast one on you, right? Of course I would. I, and, that's, and, and that's what a kit is, right? The, the idea, isn't that the same thing? Isn't that what's going on with these uh, tran- transgendered folks is that they, they, they go through a surgery and they want you to think of them as a real girl or as a real boy, as the case may be, and they want you to treat them as such. This is now, it, it's now it's a Porsche. This is, this is what it is. I, I mean, you're, I, I, you, you really have to be out of your mind to think. Okay, putting, I'm not saying that out of mind to have confusion, okay? But it is what it is. You have dysphoria, yes. But here's where you are out of your mind as a transgendered person. If you think that people will accept you as a full-blown girl when you're born a boy and vice versa, you're a fool, right? You, what, what, what is it in your mind's eye? You, you think that now that you've, you know, had a, a surgery that makes you or, what, you know, gives you a female parts or so you think you do, that now you're going to be invited to the Mahjong group with all the ladies, right? You're going to have tea with them, right? Is it, you're going to go to the book club with them and, and talk about boys or men and gossip. You, really, you think that's what's going to happen? Because it ain't, it ain't going to happen. Right, and likewise, if you're a, a woman, biological woman, and and you get, you know, ostensible male parts, you chop off your breasts and everything else. You think it now you go into um, into a, a the bowling league with the guys and say, yeah, what's going on, guys? <laughs> you're like, yeah, and they'll accept you just so, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, and now now they get to talk guy talk with you around. Really, you think that's going to happen, huh? <laughs> you still have a female brain. And you're going to still think, think like a female. Anyway, I mean, what are the conundrums that you see, Devin, about this? Because I, these are, I, I've got so many more conundrums. And I, I want to, I mean, I just want to share and, and think it through with everyone else. Because it's clear that our transgender friends and, and our friends on the left have certainly not thought it through. And I think that's one of the problems. It's a completely new situation that we have where a boy in high school wants to see women in the locker room change. That's never happened before, (laughs) ever. Like, what are we supposed to do with this really new thing? And we could do the most reasonable thing and say, no, and that's it. Like, you can call yourself whatever you want. God bless you. But the reality is the reality. Well, they they never ask themselves, why did we have private or separate bathrooms in the first place and locker rooms? Why? Perhaps it was because there was danger to the, to the girls especially and a little bit of embarrassment for the boys. Because boys, you know, their natural instinct is to seek out nudity among girls. It's a total thrill for them. Okay, girls don't have that thrill. They don't seek out to find a penis, right, to look at a penis. Uh, they might find it funny and, and, you know, to embarrass somebody, but they're not, they're not sexually aroused, certainly as a teenager, by the thought of going and finding a naked penis, okay? Uh, boys, 
the idea of, you know, sneaking into the girl's room and kind of seeing, uh, you know, the, the, the cliche of the guy kind of hiding in, the, in one of the lockers uh, the, with the door closed, but going, you know, peeping through and then them not knowing that he's there. Isn't that awesome? Um, or leaving a video. I mean, to them, it's, it's a thrill. I think it's weird, but nevertheless, it's there. You know, because men, you know, race toward nudity. They, they like the female body, and that's what gives them a thrill. So that's why we have, you know, no one even bothers to ask the question, why do we have separate bathrooms, separate locker rooms, especially with girls changing and such. Bathrooms, different story. You have stalls and everything. But certainly for locker rooms, like, to me, it's like, this, this is a place of heaven. I, I would love to be a, an invisible man going through a woman's locker room. How awesome would that be, right? As a boy, I thought that was the, like a thrill of a lifetime. Oh, if I only could be a fly on the wall and check out the girls, you know, you get the idea. So that's the reason why I have these things, right? Because there is a, a, an inherent distinct uh, distinction between boys and girls in the sexual arena, and it could be dangerous, okay? It makes the girls feel uncomfortable. That's the entire reason why we have separate bathrooms and lockers, Thank you. That's it. And if you take the other side, too, when you have, like, a girl who says she's a guy and goes into the guy's locker room. I, I went to high school in D.C. and Minnesota, and, like, there were guys who could snap a towel, and you would have a welt for a week. I mean, it would be, like, the sound would be terrifying. And, like, guys are not nice to each other. Yeah. We're constantly trying to prove each other and trying to... So you have somebody who looks weak, acts weak, they're going to get hurt because it's funny for them to be hurt. If you really want to act like a guy, like, okay, game on. I will treat yeah. you like a guy and it'll be awesome. Well, not only that, but it's also the way the guys talk to each other in a friendly way. Yeah. Hey, you piece of crap, you know, whatever. And they use much more vulgar language. If Ari were here, he would, he would, he would have at it. We wouldn't, he would, he would, he, we wouldn't be able to stop. <laughs> uh, we love Ari. Uh, but anyway... That's, that's what goes on. And, and I don't think that a transgendered woman, whatever that means, a, biologically, a biological female, I don't think any biological female really can go into a men's locker room, no matter how butch she is or she fancies herself to be, uh, will, will go into a locker room and have the same sense of, of horseplay that uh, you know, biological males will have. Also... I also don't think that they, they look at women the same way that guys do, right? I mean, so now this girl is now a boy, and I put that in quotes, uh, and now she's like, you know, all hot to trot about girls and checking them out. Oh, check out her ass. Check out her boobs. Nice, you know, nice T-I-T-T-I-E-S, right? You know, whatever. I mean, all the locker room talk that you think happens, it happens, but probably not as aggressively as you think. But there's locker room talk. I just don't get it. I don't, I don't buy it for a second. So what's really going on here, right? I mean, the, the stuff that's going on with the, the girls in the volleyball, you know, they, they said something to the effect of, oh, well, these girls were harassing the, the trans boy. Like, no, I doubt it. You know, and they're doing an investigation because the boy said he was harassed. Like, okay, again, it's all about his feelings, Nothing to do with, with the girl's feelings. They, they don't want a guy with a penis. It's just weird to them, okay? Look, I have, a, I have a daughter, as you know, and it turns out, and I sent her to camp, summer camp. I won't, I'm not going to say the name of the camp. It turns out that she goes to a sleepaway camp, two weeks, and 
not in her cabin, thankfully, but in the cabin of much younger girls, second grade girls, the counselor, the counselor who sleeps in the cabin with these girls is a biological male, confused, uh, you know, to think that he's a girl, a woman, and he's taking care of these girls. He's seeing them change every night. He's uh, changing in front of them every night with his uh, Yankee doodle hanging out all the time or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, that's what I call wildly inappropriate. Now, and even worse than that, so you think to yourself, well, the, uh, the camp no doubt told the parents of all these, just want you to know, and if you're not comfortable with it, we understand, but the counselor that we intend to assign to your girl's uh, cabin is uh, transgendered. He, um, he, um, it's a he, biological male, but we respect him and uh, his feelings and everything else, and, and we hope that you're okay with that. And, of course, the parents would then say, you know, oh, I'm a cool parent. I, I, I'm, I'm jiggy with the whole thing. You would think that, right? But no, they didn't say anything because why should they say anything? Because this, this biological male who considers himself a girl is a girl, therefore, right? So why would you say that? It's, it's as important to them as though, you know, your counselor is, is, has blonde hair or brunette or red hair. It's a, or so tall or not so tall, whatever, or likes, uh, likes rock and roll music. That's how important it is to them because they're so cool. Because by bringing it up in the first place, that would mean that they're drawing attention to, to a difference that, that, that doesn't exist in their mind, right. right? So none of these parents were told about this. Now, had it been my daughter's cabin, had I learned about that, I would have gone right to and just pulled her out. Just hell no, right? Now I have to, every time, you know, I still have young kids, if they are to go to camp or anything else like that, anything where there's a counselor, I want to know. I'm just going to ask ahead of time, is there any transgendered guy that is going to be in charge of my kids? Okay? Now, you're going you're to be shocked by this. I, I care less if it's a, originally a girl who now claims to be a man who's now taking over my son's camp or whatever, his, his team. Uh, it's not that I couldn't care less. I do care, but I care less. Because with a transgendered uh, biological male, there's a real chance of threat. Okay? And we've seen this in prisons, by the way, right? So they, these criminals who are male uh, go into women's prison, and surprise, surprise, there are, there are rapes going on. Um, who, who would have thought? It, nobody could possibly see that coming, right? Gun. Jackasses. Or the question, my question is, how do you even, like second grade, what is that, like seven, eight years old? How do you even begin a conversation with your daughter about that might happen? Now, if you ever go to a place and some guy is pretending he's a girl and then yada, 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 you see way too much that I don't want to see as an adult male and you certainly shouldn't, like... I, yeah, just pulling your kid away, like that person, period, should be in prison. And for real time, yeah. you know? It's, it's pure grooming because uh, if you're telling the world that uh, somebody with a penis is the same as you without a penis, um, something is it's, it's very odd. And, and you're trying to, to uh, normalize sexuality 
and to think of uh, these body parts as meaning nothing, that there's no sexuality associated with it whatsoever. And P.S., there's not going to be much sexuality. This leads to the next point, which is yet another consequence. There's a study that shows that a lot of these people who are transgendered, who go through some sort of surgery or hormone blockers or puberty blockers, that sort of thing, whether it's chemical castration or real castration or they, they, the mastectomies that they have for the girls. So, so they're, they're very surprised, Devin. You don't know this, but they're very surprised, and I'm surprised uh, not. <laughs> they're very surprised that people don't want to date them. Well, for some crazy reason, they, people, other people who are not confused about their gender don't want to date these people who've gone through this surgery or whatever it is. Um, you really, you don't say. <laughs> I mean, what did you think was going to happen? You really think that a, a straight person uh, who is male, let's say, and now you claim to be a woman, you think that a straight male is going to be interested in you? Really? Are there not enough uh, heterosexual women out there? <laughs> and, and he has to resort to you? Who doesn't, you know, is obviously confused about something. So, and I, tell me, how, how did you not figure this out? Did you not even think about, in addition to, like, will, will people accept me? The whole idea is, you know, I want to be, I, I think of myself as a woman, uh, you know, saying that biological male, he thinks of himself as a woman. And then, he, you know, he imagines in his mind's eye how it's going to be after the surgery, assuming that he goes through a surgery. He, he, he imagines in his mind's eye that everyone's going to be clapping for him. There's going to be some sort of amazing parties. And, and now a bunch of men will be lining up to date him. Okay, because I'm not, I'm not going to say her. It's a him, <laughs> right? So, and then it doesn't happen. Of course it's not going to happen. Nobody's interested in that, right? It's almost as if you're saying that this person, this hypothetical individual, is incredibly narcissistic and self-absorbed. So much so, they do not have the ability to see the consequences of their actions. But I can't believe that. No, that would be absurd. No. <laughs> why, why would I say such a thing like that? Yeah. No, of course you're right. I mean, this is the whole thing. This is, it's so... Uh, okay, so there's two ways to discuss this. One is the, in the mind of the transgender person himself... And uh, the social response to it, okay? So, the, you know, the attaboys and the good-for-yous uh, and the you-go-girl sort of thing. Uh, so let's talk about, first of all, the, the guy, as, as a guy who's now, he wants to think of himself as a woman. Uh, he's not a woman. We know that. It's a fact, okay? It's just, it's no, he's no more uh, a woman than, than that kit makes the car a Porsche. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, and P.S., yes, I think a woman's body is much more like a Porsche and a man's body is more like a Civic. Fine, okay? I made that analogy. I'm sticking with it. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, Honda Civic, you know, I'm sure it's functional and it gets, gets you around. But it's temperamental. You don't have to do as many, like, oil changes and tune-ups. It's a lot like you could just drive it. But the know? Porsche looks hot. It just right. looks hot, right? Okay. And when it's so, good, it's hence my analogy... <laughs> <laughs> Hence my analogy, I think is good. So, okay, so going into the mind of this guy who thinks he's a woman, right, he, it's, it's only his own perception of himself that is at play here, right? If he actually stopped to, to think, you know, will I be accepted by everyone else as a woman? Then he would say, no, there's, it's, I guess I'm stuck. I'm stuck as a, as a man. I mean, I, no one will ever see me as the woman I want them to see me as. 
And, you know, it wouldn't be right for me to date somebody. Let's say I looked, let's say somehow I looked exactly like a woman from the outside, okay? And I could fool everyone to think that I'm a woman. Now, now a man wants to come up to me, we're at a bar, whatever, and we're flirting, and now he wants to date me, okay? And then, you know, and let's say I, I even, you know, chopped off my penis and, you know, grew somehow, boobs somehow, or whatever it is, all the, and I got all the hormones. Um, it, am I not going to tell him? Right, he doesn't have a right to know that. I mean, what, what, what if he wants kids? Is, I, what is the game plan here, right? Because if you don't tell him, and obviously that's something that he would want to know, and don't make, don't, don't plan on making him feel guilty for asking. Like that's that's not a relevant question, John, right? <laughs> uh, and but John thinks it's a very relevant question. Where, where's your mind going? Have you thought this through, my friend? Really? Unless you want to be totally asexual, which is possible, I, I just don't think that's the case. I think a lot of people want to, you know, the transgender, they, they really see themselves as a woman. They want to, you know, be treated like a woman. They want to dress like a woman. They want to have sex like a woman uh, and so on. And they want to be feminine like a woman. Uh, it just, it's weird. It's all very weird. Uh, so that's, that's the individual. Now, the, the social context. Now, this, what I've always said, Devin, is that you know, it's, it's so funny. They, they want everyone to accept them when they can't even accept themselves. Right. Right? Yeah. So if that's the case, then wh- why are you so angry with them, with the rest of the world that doesn't accept you? Why? You don't accept yourself. Yeah. And to go with it, like I've had some experience where I've met both sides of the, um, the, the transition. Oh. And like for women, I've met like, like a handful, like four or five women that are men that, no, women that transitioned to men. And um, all of them had girlfriends and they were stoked. They're riding high on testosterone. They're loving life. Like it's pumping through their veins. So, and you can see it. They're not doing this locker room stuff. You don't hear the, the, the women, you know, who turn into men causing these trouble. And I've had experiences, I don't want to get too specific, but with men who's transitioned and say they're women and they're definitely the type of people who would do this locker room stuff or do the, you know, the Leah Thompson thing or like, it's not like, it is weird how the women I've like met that are kind of like pretended to be, I'd say they're men now and like done the full, like the top surgery and stuff like that. They are just good. Like they are, they seem fine. Like the ones I've met, I haven't seen the whatever, but like. they're, They're happy being men. I mean. They're riding testosterone. They're enjoying it. They're confident. They're strong. Okay. They're like they're literally taking a drug, like right. a very good drug. Now the guys, I don't think estrogen does that to you or whatever, but they're not as centered, if you know what I mean. And they're causing some a lot more trouble. And like just in a personal basis, I've seen that difference. And it's like I don't, yeah. Okay, but, okay. so it, it, it's a little confusing to me because on the one hand, uh, you're saying that these biological females. Right. Now they're pumped up with testosterone and they've got the hornies, uh, to use a, a colloquial term. Humor. There's confidence. Oh, confidence. Okay, they well, just whatever. Feel like they strong, they feel centered. It, they're on a drug. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, now I understand. I thought you meant that they were sexually attracted to women no. uh, in a way that men are, uh, heterosexual men at least. Um, okay, but, but that's, it's interesting what you're saying. They may be more confident, but because um, it gets me to the next point. Uh, but first, before I get to the next point, here's another aspect of it that I think is so funny. They, 
Oh, you know, America is a very funny animal. Um, I've lived in different countries. I've lived in Israel, Germany, Japan. In America, America is unique in so many ways. One of the ways that it's unique is nobody really tells you that you're doing something wrong or they don't tell you what they really think of, of your performance, unless it's a review for one of my books, <laughs> like, or, you know, or a review of a hotel or whatever, like, or a review of a restaurant that they didn't have a good experience in, or that kind of thing. I'm talking about your friends, your social cadres, you know, that sort of thing. And you say, well, what do you think about my speech the other day? Oh, Devin, it was, it was great. Really, I, I, ju- I just so enjoyed it. Thank you so much for that. And then you say, no, really, what did you think? You know, how can I improve? And he was like, no, it was, it's great, it's great. And it takes you like, I don't know, 10 minutes of this, what did you really think, before they start saying, well, you know, maybe you can make it a little shorter. Um, you, you, you maybe not repeat so, so many things so often, you know, that, that sort of thing. You finally can pull it out of them, but it's very hard. This is the society we live in. So when a transgendered person goes through a surgery or whatever it is, pretends to be the other sex, and people are not going to say, you're not fooling anybody, Charlie. They're not going to be direct about that. In Israel, they're very direct. You know, once I was, I was a little uh, more overweight than I am now. I'm, uh, thankfully, I lost some, a decent amount of weight. But I don't know, I was 30, 31, and I go to um, a wedding of my cousin in Israel, because I'm Israeli, as you know. You could probably tell by my thick accent. Anyway, so... <laughs> So uh, we're celebrating, and after that wedding, we all go to this pool and have a good time. And my other cousin, a guy, he looks at me and he says, you are fat. (laughs) What was I going to say? And I I said to him, yeah, yeah. But it was so direct. It was not, he was just looking at me, you are fat. Like a fact. He wasn't trying to uh, insult me or hurt me. He just said, it. you're fat. (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought it was really interesting and it was refreshing in its own way that's another story but Americans don't do that so if, if I just I would love to see these transgendered folks go to Israel <laughs> and hop in the pool with my cousin at least and, and hear what my cousin has to say to them you think you are a woman huh <laughs> you are not the woman <laughs> like bye <laughs> that's that's what would happen, and what do you deal with that in that in that case? People are not there. There is what people say to you in America, and what they actually think. That's the point. And transgender folks, I'm telling you, if you go through the surgery and you claim to be the other one, the other side, even if you don't go through the surgery, and people may be nodding their heads and say, "Good for you. Oh, great. What's your name now? Oh, great, uh, Sally. That's a nice name. Good for you." Your pronouns are, are she and, and hers. Okay, so, so it will be. Guess what? Your friend's going off to say, weirdo, you know, whacked out, whatever. You know, I feel sorry for you. That's the best that they'll say for you. But in front of your face, they'll, they'll be very sweet. Okay, I mean, can we, I mean, let's face it. That's exactly what's going on. Exactly. And like, get, go back to like the woman who um, says she's a man and goes into a man's locker room. Oftentimes, and I've done it myself. Guys will go to guys and say, like, you're a little girl. Yeah. You're a weeping little girl. 
And that's how guys talk to each other. Now you have a girl pretending to be a guy in the guy's space, and the guy says that exact same thing to her that he would say to any other guy, especially in a thing. Now you've just you're responsible for for her suicide. You've totally destroyed her. Like you've done so many horrible things that they blame you for that they always do. And it's like no, he's literally just acting like he would. Yeah. And like that's gonna happen. The, the, the earlier generation, like the second graders, especially the ones that have been hurt, they're going to be like, wait, I can hurt their feelings and I can just run right over them? Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's on. Yeah. Like a lot of kids will be like, okay, yeah, let's do mind. this. Yeah, yeah they, they, they feel they have license now at this point. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's a strange thing. Um, look, it's a great point what you raise. They just, I just haven't thought it through. And, and more to the point. Then, you know, one, one thing you've noticed... I've noticed, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a fan of what I call negative information. What does that mean? It means that the things that are not happening, right? So I'm fascinated for, for example, COVID. And we, I don't want to drill down on COVID, but the shutdown and everything else. There was a shutdown for two and a half years. And you would think somebody would come up with a study that shows, you know, here's, it was a long, arduous uh, two and a half years. We made a lot of sacrifices, a lot of pain. But thank God we did it because we saved X thousands of lives, right? You would think that. Right. No one's saying that. Have you heard it? No. Right. I haven't seen a parade. Okay. I haven't not seen a parade for the people whose lives were saved because we locked down COVID. Right. You, you can't. I mean, I mean, it's funny what you say. That's a great point. But no one's even tried. They, they, they can't articulate that. And that's the dog that isn't barking. And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm very interested in. That's the negative information. What is not happening? Because I can assure you, had the shutdown actually done what they had hoped or claimed it would do, they would be touting it day in, day out. We saved 200,000 lives by our estimates. At least 20% of the lives that were lost, um, it would have been much more. You know, we lost a million lives, I think up to now. Uh, it would have been 1.2 uh, million lives. It would have been 1.5 million lives. And thank goodness we did that because every life counts. Uh, but it turns out there was a study that was done about this from Johns Hopkins University. And they determined that there was no effect of the shutdown whatsoever. At, at best, at very best, they said, and, and this was a very liberal interpretation of, of the shutdown, was that they saved maybe 2,000 lives. Maybe. That's 0.2%. Again, very liberal, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is you know, statistically negligible, okay? I, I mean, and we can just ask the question. Going into this shutdown, if somebody were to tell you, look, it's going to be a very uh, challenging time. Uh, we estimate we're going to lose 2,000 people in, um, in all of America. And uh, so we want everyone to shut down for two and a half years for, that, for those 2,000 people you'd say, I don't think it's worth it, <laughs> right? You, you just, of course you would. Anyway, so that's negative information. Here's some more negative information. Going back to transgender stuff. Where are the people, the transgendered folks, who've gone through the surgery and after five years, no, one year, who say, I did it and I'm a new person. I'm happy. My life is complete. I am where I'm supposed to be. I am self-actualized, right? <laughs> to use the Maslow hierarchy, you know, phraseology. I am, I am one with 
the universe. I, I am fully integrated as a person now. I, I am functioning well. I, I have purpose in my life. And I'm dating regularly and having a good old time. There's nobody saying that. In fact, the, the contrary is true. What you are seeing are a hell of a lot of people saying, what have I done? Yeah. And again, the, in a way, I, I can only blame them. I mean, especially, I'm not, I can't blame the children because they, they don't have the, the mens rea, the, this maturity to be able to make a good decision. But anyone who's 20 and above, and then, and then they go through the surgery and they actually think that life is going to be better, really? You, you really thought that? You really thought that people would accept you as a, as a, as a real girl, a real woman, a real man? Really? You, you thought that, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, and then they're surprised that not only that people are not interested in them, but they, they're surprised that they may not ever be able to have kids. Oh, well, let me get this straight. You, you chopped off your penis and then you, you think you might not be able, you're, you're surprised you may not be able to kick, have kids. Okay. Got it. Got it. Uh, and uh, you ripped out your, your ovaries and chopped off your breasts at, at the same time. And, and then you're saying, what? Wait, I can't have kids? <laughs> Wait, I, where's my... Really? Did, did, did someone at the hospital not explain this to you as a consequence? Did they make you sign a waiver of some kind? Did you not... I mean, this is one of those things you would think that they would give you a, a disclosure thing. You, you understand the consequences of, of the surgery, don't you, sir or ma'am? Because right. it wants to be uh, a ma'am or a sir now, right? right. It's like, but here are the things that are, you know could happen, and you hold us, uh, you know, harmless. That means that indemnify us. That you you absolve us of all liability associated with this, right? You would think, yeah. But these people, they they gladly go under the knife, and there's so and and there's so many. It's not as if they're the first ones to to try this, right? There are plenty of people on the road ahead of them that have done some sort of surgery 10 years ago, you know, 15 years ago, even five years ago, who they could talk to, you know, hey, you did it. Um, must've been great, huh? Uh, no, it sucked. I, I, I don't know why I did it. Oh, let me find somebody who did think it was a great thing. And they would go to that person and go to that next person and say, they're not gonna find anybody. I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not saying it's impossible. Perhaps, you, you, you know, somebody, one of our listeners can throw me a video of a, um, a person who went through the surgery who is, is absolutely thrilled about what happened and now feels his life is totally fulfilled. Okay. It's, I, I just don't know of a single one. And to add to that too, like, and I think you got it really, really insightful about it is that they want to do this because they think their life is going to be perfect with no problems. It's going to be glamorous and wonderful. Who is telling them that life is any of those things for anyone? Right. Like, ask anyone, oh, is your life easy and fun and simple? And the person that you obsessively are into actually reciprocates on the same scale that you do? Never has happened in the world. Right. It's, it's not that life is horrible. It's painful. And in that suffering, in that discipline, in that struggle, that's when you find something that's truly nice and truly makes you and it it's not shallow about your body like right, right. yeah you know it's, it's that's a great point uh because they they think 
if only I got this, right? You, you know, a lot of these, what do I call if only people? Right. If only I had a boyfriend, my life will be happy. If only I had a million dollars, I would be happy. If only I got on that sports team, I would be happy. And then this, they, they, sometimes they get those things and then they discover they're just as miserable as they were before. And then not only that, but I, it's something I call the 90% rule. Um, the 90% rule is that 90% of the things we do every day are things we don't want to do. Right. Like I, I didn't want to, you know, commute to the office today. I don't, I don't enjoy the commute. Um, I don't like to, you know, fill out certain forms. You know, it's very the things I like to do is the actual lawyering of in my practice. I like to hear people talk to them. And even then, sometimes it's a, it's a challenge because if it's a confusing story or the client is, you know, not so nice sometimes. Um, you know, I might have to fire them. I, I don't want to do these sorts of interviews a lot of times, and I have to weed through that. So 90% of the time, I'm doing things that I don't want to do. 10%, sure, it's great. And to add to that, and this might be too personal, like for me, if I had my druthers, if I had it the way it is, I would never wear pants. I would just walk around in my skivvies all the time, boxer briefs, not tidy whities but that's all I do. Like when I'm alone in the house, I'm just, I don't want to wear pants. Yeah. Like, and... I know the It's world. a little bit of a scary image, Devin, but I, 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 I get your drift. Go ahead. And that's exactly what I'm saying. I know the entire world doesn't want to see me in my skivvies. Yeah. I know that, so I don't do it because I understand that it would be inappropriate, even though I'm more comfortable and happy, that I'm not going to walk around with pants. You know what? It's a great point because now comes the major $64,000 answer, not even the question. <laughs> uh, the truth is... Forget about locker rooms for a second, which is itself an issue. When a child or even a, a young adult, even a you know, mature adult like, like myself, when we see a transgendered person, it, it makes us uncomfortable. And it should make you uncomfortable. There's something instinctive about it that makes you uncomfortable. Now, the question is why? Is it is it Barack's problem? Is it Devin's problem that you can't you can't accept that? And and I put it to you that all of us do a double take. Nobody's really comfortable with this. It, no matter how tolerant and how accepting and how progressive you think you are, if you were to see somebody who comes in and you know here's Sally, uh, he used to be you know Stan, um, and uh, you know he's got the female body parts to some extent, but not really. Um, his butt looks like a man's butt because you can't really change that too well. And you, you get the idea, despite all the estrogen and everything else, it, it makes you uncomfortable. It does. And you have to ask yourself why. And it's not because you're a bastard. It's not because you're simple-minded. There's, it's something wrong with the universe. That's what's going on. Your, your, your instinct and is to understand the world as uh, divided between man and woman. It is. Constantly, we are, it's in our language, it's in, in our pronouns, of course, it's in our name choices, um, it's the way we interact with each other, it's the way we expect to talk to each other, uh, it's what we expect a woman to do, it's what we expect a man to do. Um, we, we, we get thrown off by a man who acts like a woman. Forget about transgenderism. We get thrown off by it. We, we notice that. And when we see a woman who's, you know, very butch and, and scratches her, you know, vagina area, uh, like a man might, you know, as, as gross as that might be, 
we, we, okay, that throws us off. The question is why? The, the reason why is that we, we are infused by God with a sense of man and woman, a, a sense of compartmentalizing this very important distinction. It, I would dare say that it's the most important distinction among us humans is that difference. That's why we get uncomfortable. It's, it's confusing for a kid, for sure. You know, it's a, some you know, man comes up, comes up dressed as a woman. It, it freaks the kid out. And it's not because he's biased. It's not because he's, he's transphobic and all that crap. It is crap, what they're saying. They're trying to force something down your throat that is not natural. And it's weird to them. It's as weird as if a dog starts talking to them, okay? Or, or your, your goldfish starts floating into the air and does a dance. You, you would expect that to be somewhat disturbing. You would say, okay, that's weird, right? Or blood oozing out of somebody's eyeballs, you know, while, while they're walking. You would say, that's weird, okay? Why is it so wrong to say that when a woman, when a man dresses up like a woman, that that's not discombobulating to a child or to anybody? Today, I, 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 on my commute, I, I saw... I'm guessing a transgender person. It was clearly a man dressed up as a woman. He, you know, you, it was clear that he tried to shave as much as possible so that his skin would look smooth and there was a lot of makeup there. But the, the guy was a dude, right? And I, I have to tell you, it just, it was odd. Everyone was looking at him like odd. And, and, and in his mind's eye, no doubt, he thought, I am a woman. I'm walking around like all the other girls are here. Woo, it feels great and liberating. And the other guy's thinking, no, you're weird. That's what it is. It's like, uh, you know, I, I, one time I, I was driving with my daughter and I saw this woman. We, we saw this woman. She was on the corner. She wasn't a, a hooker or anything else, but she was, she was dressed very, very scantily, you know, in a bodysuit, very tight. The woman was clearly at least 45 years old. She, she had no business dressing the way she did. And I don't think any woman does, but she didn't look sexy. And she was totally made up. She had, and it was a woman. And there's no issue there. And, but you could see, you know, the contours of her vagina. You know, if, as she turned around, you could probably see the crack of her butt. You know, one of those things. And the boobs were hanging out practically. And, and she was looking around, uh, you know, as though, uh, you know, just kind of noticing the street signs and such. And I turned to my daughter and I said, what do you, um, what do you think this woman thinks that she's, what message do you think she, she's saying that she's giving out? My daughter correctly said, I think correctly, uh, you know, I am beautiful, I'm sexy, I'm, look at me, I'm so attractive. Uh, look at my, these, the, the, the body. And I, I will, I can, you know, you want me, right? And I said, yeah, I think that's exactly the message she, she thinks she's putting out, uh, that she's sending. And I said, what is the message she's, you're actually receiving? Right? Message sent, message received. Two different things. Mm-hmm. What's the message you are receiving? Uh, to my daughter. And she, she said, oh, she's insecure. Uh, she uh, has no ability to, she has no pride, no sense of dignity. Uh, and she's desperate. Yeah. And I said, I think that's exactly, that's the message I'm receiving. And I think that's, that's what she's actually conveying. And, and likewise, this, this tranny, this person out there, she 
thinks that the world, the message she's sending out is somehow that she's one of the girls. I'm just like everyone else who has breasts and a vagina. I, I'm one of them. Yeah. And the message that we're actually receiving is we may not say it to you directly, but we think you're odd. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's, it's, I, I, and it'll never be different. You will never be accepted the way you think you're going to be accepted. And in America, they'll pretend. But let's, let's face it, guys. I mean, it's ridiculous. So we feel sorry for you. Your answer is not to chop off your breasts or cut off your penis or whatever the case may be. That's not the answer. You, you have a mental issue. You're confused. You, you are ungrateful for what God gave you. That's the, the, the real essence of it, isn't it? And if I were born a, a, a woman, a girl, of course, okay, that's what you are. And, and I, I, would, I would make the most of being a girl. I, I would like feminine things. I would do, I mean, I, okay, whatever. And then when it comes to the sexual arena, I would try to enjoy what God has given me to enjoy that. And I would want to have kids and I would, you know, look forward to pregnancy one day. And I would look forward to I'm doing feminine things. Uh, what's wrong with that? Why can't, you, why can't you do that, right? I mean, there's a lot of lesbians who, who are still very feminine, yeah. right? There's nothing wrong with that. And a lot of gay men that are, you know, masculine. It's okay. Just accept who you are. But this goes to the much larger point. But before I get to that larger point, I think you want us to say something as well. Absolutely. And just to add on to, like, what you're saying, which is exactly right, is you are lying, and lie detectors work. People can see tells and lie detectors, and it's a universal human thing. We know lies are wrong, and it feels bad to lie. Right. And every, you make every single person around you who doesn't say anything accomplice to your lie. Yeah. And that, that takes away all of our dignities. Wow, that's a great point. It's something I didn't think about. That's a fantastic point. It is living a lie, literally. Yeah. Not only to yourself, but you're imposing that lie on everyone else. When you ask them to act totally normally and pretend as it's not happening. I mean, what if you saw, forget about transgender for a second. What if you saw a man walking around, he was fully clothed, except that he had a, a certain cutout around his penis area such that his Yankee Doodle is now hanging out. Okay, whoop, there it is. Um, now, you and I would say, get the, get, the, get the frig away from me, dude, and I'm calling the cops, right? But I think a lot of people would pretend as if it's, it's nothing. It's totally normal. Yeah. That's the way it is. You know, who are you to tell him to not, you know, free Willie, <laughs> as it were, right? <laughs> who are you, yeah. right? Uh, no, I'm not going to call this free Willie, Devin, okay? No, it's not going to be that. Jeez. It'd be funny if we actually called it Free Willy. But we're not, no, we're not going to call it Free Willy. No. But, but uh, I don't care what you think is comfortable. For, you, you talked about being comfortable, right? Yeah. Uh, you're skivvies and such. Maybe you're comfortable walking around your house naked. That's okay, too. It's your house. But w- once you step outside, there are different rules, yeah. okay? You can be arrested for that, and you should be arrested for that. But it, it makes me wonder, will there be a time where you wouldn't be arrested for that? And they're expecting everyone to think, okay, well, he's just walking around naked. It's okay. And naked will, will, won't even be a word at some point. You'll see. It's, it's going to be a very strange world. Um, five years from now, you're going to start st- seeing people talking about um, uh, uh, people walking around naked. And they'll expect you to be okay with it. 
And if you, if you, your children don't like it, well, then that's your problem. You're not raising them right. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there, there are freak parents out there that have families where they, they walk around their own houses completely naked because they think that's somehow healthy for the children because it's, it's the way God made them. Not that they believe in God, but you understand. So that's, uh, that, that is to be expected in the future. You'll see. You'll see. Um, and forget about the you know hygiene aspect of it, which is a big problem because you know when people sit down naked, it's not not really a good idea. Yeah. So everyone's going to bring around a towel with them to sit. Uh, you know, good luck with that. So it's 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 weird. But so that's my hypothetical, my thought experiment. If somebody were to walk around with you know freeing his willy, uh, you know how many people would actually stop and say that that's that's crazy. Okay, so, so that's, that's scenario number one. Yeah. Now scenario number two. Um, a transgendered person who is, looks like a woman, okay? He was dressing like a woman, but he's, got his, you know, he's freeing his willy, right? Where there's a cutout in the same area, but it's a skirt this time. Right. Okay, but a tight skirt, when, you know, a, a Lululemon type thing. Yeah. Maybe not a skirt, but a Lululemon type pants because, you know, nobody wears skirts anymore. Uh, so he's got that and he's a trans. Now, now you see this bizarre image. He's trans and he's got his willy being freed, blowing in the wind as it were. Now what do you do? Now, now people are less inclined to say anything, right? You see where I'm going with this? Um, people are asked to believe madness. That's why I'm, I'm so... Uh, against referring to somebody who wants to be called a woman when it's clearly a biological male, a woman. No, you're not a she. I'm not going to play the game. You, you might want to call yourself Sally. That's your business. I, I, can, I can almost go with that. But you, you're not a dude. I'm not going to call you a he. I'm not going to step into your dysphoria. We're not, we're not playing that game. You can, you've got your own dysphoria issues. We're, we're not... Not doing that. If you said you're Napoleon, I'm not going to give you a hat and say, "Here you go, Your Excellency." I'm not going to do that. You're right. But this is what, that's what they want. Why is it different if they think that they're a woman, right? Yeah, or why is it different if you like, um, "Hey, lady, I'm your husband now. Right. I'm your husband, so you have to like what? Like yeah. we can now we can suddenly do relationships and like, oh, I'm your like I'm your boss. No, you're some homeless guy on the street. No, I'm your boss. So you have to. When does it end? Right. It's you either have reality or yeah. So your irreality, if it's such, or your unreality, I guess that's the right word. Your unreality, I have to play into. I have to accept it. I, I have to play this game if it's about changing your gender. But if it's anything else, such as what you said, being, being my boss, uh, being the, the, the king of Italy back in, you know, 500 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, supposed to, uh, I'm supposed to laugh at that, right? But when you say you're the opposite sex, that's, that's cool. Uh, all right, so it's a madness going on. So what this this whole thing, going back in a way that relates to what we said, when you see somebody like this, it, it, it discombobulates you. It makes you do a head fake, it, uh, you know, head turn. It's, it's, it, it disturbs you. There's something wrong with the universe. And the question is why? And I believe it's because, you know, one of the greatest distinctions, as I said, is that God made us man and woman. And it says over and over again, the Bible's full of that particular distinction. There are different rules for women, different rules for men. 
God wants us to be men and women. There is, it's not an artificial construct as they would have us believe. This one out of 35,000 people would have us believe that. And then the left believes that somehow um, it's an artificial construct. We've been wrong all, all this time. Never, you know, never mind the thousands of years that we've been on the planet. It's just a big misunderstanding. It's like a, it's like a Scooby-Doo mystery. Yeah. You know, or something like a Three's Company, the old TV show where every episode was based on, on big misunderstanding, and it was laughable. It was awesome. But no, this is not a big misunderstanding. You have the misunderstanding, not us. We're clear on who we are. We're clear on the reason why there's a distinction in the first place. And if there were, if, if, if you think that it's an artificial construct and there's no such thing as man and woman at all, well, then how come that man wants to become a woman? Yeah. <laughs> right? And how come that woman wants to be a man? Then, then what, what does it matter? Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's the irony of it. That's the, the riddle wrapped inside an enigma, wrapped inside a conundrum, you know, as they used to say about the Soviet Union. That, that's, that's what makes it so weird. Is like, okay, if you really believe there's no such thing as gender, then why do you want to be the other gender? What, and why isn't it so important to you that everyone views you as the other gender? I thought you said there's no such thing. So here's what's going on. What's going on is that this is a full frontal attack on civilization itself. Yeah, that's right. I went there. Not just on America, by the way. It's on all of civilization. You can, if you destroy the distinction between man and woman and get people to believe that, you, you have them in the palm of your hands. You can do whatever with them that you will. Anything goes at that point because, hey, you know, you, you believed a man could be a woman, vice versa. Then give me all your money. Give me everything. We'll take care of you. We'll, you know, uh, we'll, you know Trump is, is, uh, should go to jail. Uh, all Republicans are evil. The white supremacy is everywhere. You can believe anything. Once you get people to, to lie to themselves... Uh, to agree to a lie about this, you can, this, this, that's the big one. Then you can get them anywhere and to do anything that you want. It's a little bit like, you know, what these cult leaders do. Right, think about it. What do cult leaders do and how do they get you to stay in the cult? They get you to do things that are so absurd to you, so uh, in many ways um, detestable to you. Yeah. For example, um, you know, you're a straight male. They might force uh, somebody, the cops are after Devin, so he's kind of looking a little furtively right now. <laughs> anyway, so um, they get you to do something that's so detestable. So for you're a straight male and you're part of this, then the cult leader will say, I want you to have sex with that man. And, and you don't want to do it. And, and he says, well, you got to be in this. If you're going to be in the cult, you want to show me your loyalty. This is what you got to do. And so they have gay sex and they hate it and they don't want to do it. But all of a sudden their mind is, they, they've gone that far. Now they can, it's like clay. You can mold them the way you want them to be. And, and then, you know, reshape them in the image that you want. And they, they, their mind tells them, okay, I guess I must be not gay necessarily, but um, I can be this person. I can be molded. I, I, I've given myself to this person. And this, this is how people lose themselves. So they want to create this cult of confusion. Uh, and uh, by creating this cult of confusion, making you question reality itself, then they've got you. And they can change civilization. 
And that's what the battleground really is. More so than climate change. This is, this is the best way to destroy civilization. Is by getting people to believe an impossible lie. Just imp- It's so ridiculous. And I'm saying this as somebody from 1990, okay? I'm, I, I, it's the year 1990. I'm just pretending, of course, it's not it's 2022. But 1990, if I were to say this, I would say that that's absurd. I mean, man is a man and woman is a woman, and we all would agree. I'm just announcing that. I came from the year 1990, I'm it. You guys are idiots. The, the emperor has no clothes, as it were, right. right? All right, folks, Devin Goodman, thank you so much for joining us. Your thoughts, as always, very powerful. Uh, in the meantime, this is Brock Lurie signing off, saying God bless, and we'll talk with you next week.